0: Heyd Míla falta. welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, where we travel in the footsteps of your Irish ancestors, visiting their homelands and telling their stories as they put down roots in so many places around the world.
1: Hello, it's Mike Collins here and you're very welcome to this episode of the Letter from Ireland podcast. Today's show, episode 714, and you can find the show notes at letterfromireland.com forward slash 714, is called Along the St. Lawrence River. Now, let me explain. If we go all the way back to, I think it was September, yes, yeah, September of 2017, Karina and myself decided to head off over to Newfoundland and to actually track up through the St. Lawrence River, if you like, the migratory trail for many of our shared Irish ancestors. Back in the day, I suppose, and especially back at the time of the Irish Great Famine in the mid-1800s, Getting in through the St. Lawrence River into uh, Canada, I suppose, would have been the actual route of choice for many migrants because it was the cheapest. So a lot of our ancestors stopped along the way at the various points and more made their way into the United States. On our particular trip, we stopped off in Newfoundland in St. John's, we then went on to Prince Edward Island, then on to Saint John. No, pardon me, on to Cape Breton, rather, in Nova Scotia. Made our way down then to New Brunswick, stopping off in Saint John. We then intended to head off to Quebec City, basically up along the St. Lawrence, and make our way slowly to Montreal. But we actually had to skip that particular point, and finish up in Toronto, basically. Ah, uh, we made so many friends along the way and met so many of our green room members it was indeed a wonderful and memorable trip so what we decided to do in today's episode was share with you a two letters in fact that i think cover a lot of the aspects of what we uncovered on that trip and learned very much firsthand at the time the first letter actually covers the quarantine island of gross Eel, Uh, which is basically an island meaning large island or great island situated just outside Quebec City I believe and that, that of course was a place we didn't manage to visit on that particular trip hope to go back someday but in the letter we actually cover the story of one of our members who did and I think you'll enjoy that one Following that then, we actually cover, we get very specific and cover the story of two Irish descendants, Irish-Canadian, French-Canadian, Irish-Canadian, uh, the McGarrigle sisters who you may know from their musical prowess and we'll cover a little bit of their story and we'll share some of their music along the way as well. So I do hope you actually enjoy today's show and indeed we're going to kick off with a piece of music which is actually Reels from Quebec.
0: readers tony dolan from prince edward island in canada shared this story with us tony had emigrated from county roscommon to canada in the 1970s where he started to work as a chef all the while he stayed in close contact with his family back in ireland and remembers his father often making the following request tony you're in canada now right you know that place where all the Irish landed from the coffin ships. Wouldn't it be great if you could get over there and pay our family's respects at some stage? Tony's dad was talking about the quarantine island of grosse Eel, which is located on the St. Lawrence River, just outside Quebec City. Maybe you've even visited there. As immigration into North America stepped up from the early 1800s, many quarantine points were set up at ports of entry following earlier outbreaks of cholera. The island of Grosseil was established as one such quarantine point in 1832, but it was not put to a severe test until the faithful year of 1847, when thousands of starving Irish fled the effects of famine arriving in North America through this quarantine station at Gross Eel. Now, when you pack so many half-starving people into a small ship for weeks on end, you're asking for trouble. In 1847, typhus fever appeared among the passengers on many of the arriving ships and it had quickly spread by the time they landed on Gross Eel. It was estimated that there are over 3,000 Irish emigrants buried on the island of grosse from those outbreaks alone and many thousand more died further along the journey in the fever sheds of Montreal. Almost 500,000 Irish emigrants passed through grosse between 1832 and 1932. Today, it is run by the Canadian Parks Authority and contains the Irish Memorial National Historic Site. But for now, let's go back to Tony Dolan, whose story we were mentioning earlier. As his father reached a healthy old age, Tony realised that it was now or never for that trip to Grosseil to pay his respects on behalf of his father and family. So one morning, he headed off on the eight-hour trip from Prince Edward Island, bringing along some special cargo in the trunk of his car. He had returned with some peat turf from his last visit home to County Roscommon in Ireland, as well as a bottle of the local Irish whiskey. So on arrival, he headed straight to the island's Irish monument and started a small little turf fire. The park rangers were quick to point out the local campfire rules. And his response was, sure, this is a commemoration offering, not a fire. So the park rangers let him be. He said a few prayers, poured the Irish whiskey over the ground and started his long journey back to PEI. He called his father in Ireland when he returned and told him the story. The simple reply came back. Sure, that's grand then. So thanks, Tony, for for that simple remembrance ceremony from all of us. And we look forward to visiting the island someday ourselves.
1: There we had the very beautiful song, Going Back to Harlan, by Emmylou Harris, and in that case performed, I think, rather beautifully by Anna and Kate McGarrigal. And before that, uh, Karina actually read out the story, and the harrowing story, I think, reminder of just the sort of situations our ancestors had to go through as they made their way to, uh, I, I suppose, kind of a new and promised land. And that, uh, I guess, awful stopping off point of Gros Eel in Quebec, very necessary, I guess, at the time. And indeed, uh, thank you very much to Tony for sharing that story. And it is indeed a place that we'd like to go visit at some point in the future, maybe joining some of our Green Room members there as well. It's actually on to Anna and Kate McGarrickle We're going to go next in uh, the next letter that Karina reads, because it is in fact their story, the story of their ancestors, the surname. And indeed, it is their ancestors who migrated to part of Quebec from um, Ireland back, I do believe, in the early 1800s. So over to you, Karina.
0: From Ferrigal to Montreal. Ferrigal, are you in there? Will your mommy let you out to play? That was the ten-year-old me shouting across the fence to my neighbours. It was the usual way we communicated to resume our playtime following a quick ten-minute dinner of a summer evening. My neighbours, the Ledwigs, seemed to have the most exotic names of any family I knew. Why, there wasn't a John or a Mary amongst them. There was Fergal, spelt F-E-R-G-H-A-L as well as Fiacra and you spell that F-I-A-C-H-R-A and the girl's name Murren, M-U-I-R-E-A-N-N, not to mention four or five older children with equally mysterious names. But what I did not realise at the time was that these were mostly very old pre-Christian Irish names They had fallen into disuse over the centuries, and it was only in the last 50 years that they seemed to be resuming their rightful places across Ireland and beyond. Sure, maybe you have some old Irish-given names like these in your own family. Like many other early Irish-given names, Fergal worked its way into a number of Irish surnames from the turn of the first millennium. These were eventually anglicised in surnames such as O'Farrell, O'Farrelly, Macgarigal, Macgirl, Macgarigla, all with son of Fergal or descendant of Fergal at their core. Why don't we take just one of these surnames as an example? The surname Macgarigal. This means son of Fergal. This particular anglicisation of the name comes from an area across the counties of Donegal, Tyrone, Fermanagh and Sligo. Here is the story of one special McGarigal. Francis McGarigal was born in the city of St. John in New Brunswick, Canada in 1899. The port city had already been exporting the timber of the area for over a century to many places across the British Empire, including the island of Ireland. Of course, many families in Ireland were enticed to travel back on the returning ships, now empty of their wooden cargo, and start a new life in the maritime provinces of Canada and beyond. I don't know for certain when Francis's family arrived in St. John, but it was likely that either his parents or grandparents were born in Ireland. Francis must have shown a musical aptitude at an early age. He became a piano teacher and he moved to the larger city of Montreal to make a living playing music. He then met and married Gabriella, and they had a number of children together before moving on to the town of saint Sevier, a little further northwest of Montreal. I'm often struck by the small number of people declaring their Irish ancestry in the province of Quebec. It was 5.5% back in 2006. Apparently, this has to do with the large amount of intermarrying between the Irish and Canadians of French extraction, the Irish lineage often getting lost in the mix. Some Irish surnames were also translated or morphed into French, such as O'Brennan, Becoming Aubrey in one case. Two of Frances and Gabriella McGarrigal's daughters, Kate and Anna McGarrigal, went to become famous folk singers, blending the folk music of North America, French Canada, the Maritimes, and I like to think some from Northwest Ireland with their beautiful voices and playing. Kate's two children, Rufus and Martha Wainwright, carry on this musical legacy of the family, of the sons of Faragal. Mike and I were lucky to have the opportunity to travel to St. John in New Brunswick, Montreal, as well as many other stops on the Irish Ancestry Trail. We followed the stories of Irish families, like the McGaragals, who arrived on those shores from the 1600s And made further progress to many other parts of the continent.
2: Oh, the summer time has come. The trees are sweetly blooming, and the wild mountain time. All the flowers are perfuming. Will you go? See? The dark place, I'll bring back all my friends to the arms. of
1: Well, a rousing ensemble, rendition of a beautiful song there, Wild Mountain Time. And you heard Anna and Kate as whose story you heard just before that piece of music, as well as Dick Gone and Emmylou Harris. And indeed, it's one of those uh, songs, I guess, the Wild Mountain Thyme, that most people in Ireland would consider it to be an Irish song. Most people in Scotland would consider it to be a Scottish song. I think most people outside those countries would consider it to be a simply beautiful song. So I do hope you actually enjoyed today's show. And many thanks to Corrine, of course, for reading those letters so wonderfully. And many of you do comment on her particular accent and voice and tone and clarity. as yeah, She does read those letters and we really do appreciate it and your feedback. So thank you for that. And um, OK, remember, we got the show notes at a letter from dot com forward slash seven one four. If you actually want to see any of the letters or read along to any of the letters mentioned in today's show and see any other things mentioned as well, you'll find them there. So that's it from myself, Mike Collins. I do hope you enjoyed today's show and look forward to you to join me again next week. So slán, until then.
0: If you've enjoyed today's Letter from Ireland show, we'd like to invite you to check out our special membership area, The Green Room. You hear us mention it a lot during the show and you can find full details of The Green Room at a letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. Our green room is the essential resource for anybody at any stage in researching their Irish heritage because it's where we delve into all the good stuff to help you break down those brick walls and really connect the pieces in your Irish ancestry puzzle. In the green room, you get access to online genealogists, extensive research to tools, quick win training, as well as member only access to johngrenham.com, and a very supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback and advice.